buckle your seatbelt and hold on, where Nashville music scene comes alive, right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat. Hey, it's Caroline Romano, and I'm here with Notable Nashville, and I'm about to play uh, my song Panic Attack, which is on my new album, Oddies and Prodigies. Had a panic attack, said I'm never going back to school, and I left that day. Drove six hours home in the car all alone, it's the tale of how I went insane. Staring up at the ceiling while I make it past the feeling, am I ever gonna be okay? Dear God, who's the meaning? Is it time I get to leave and call my mom? She said I had to stay. I'm a bloody narcissist. Will I make it out of this? I do anything to be like you. Yeah, one moment I'm a poet, the next thing before you know it, I'm alone, locked in my room. Yeah, my bed is getting colder, and I'm only getting older. Almost 20, and I want to cry. 21 and I'm done another trip around the sun Honey, welcome to the game of life People watching me on stage With the world falling down And my face to the crowd Oh, I think I'm gonna be okay Alright everybody, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast Today's guest is Caroline Romano She just played that song Panic Attacks Which is uh, getting a lot of traction on the streaming services I see that you like, you know, got on Fresh Finds, which was pretty yeah, big Yeah, that was fun, um, I did not expect that, so it was cool Yeah, yeah. so thanks for coming over today Thanks um, for having me uh, So you just released this new album, um, Oddities and, hold on, am I switching it up? Oddities, no, you're right, Oddities, Oddities and, Prodigies. And, and Prodigies there we go, uh, in February mm-hmm. And so was this like your first big uh, album? or? Yeah, it was the first collection of like music I'd ever put out It's just been pretty much singles before then And so I kind of just decided to do 16 all at once Wow So, yeah. so how, how has the reaction been from since putting out it's been great i mean it's really crazy to like to hear how many people relate to songs that like you wrote just for yourself that you Mm -hmm. because a lot of this like 16 songs they weren't singles and they were just stuff i i I wanted to do for myself for my own sanity and to those have been the songs that i think people have actually gravitated towards the most once they've come out which has been awesome i feel kind of like empty now that it's out just because like i was working on this for so long and now it's just like it's out and i don't know what to do with myself now but um, it's good that's awesome. So where did you record this? Did you do it in your home studio or did you actually go to studios to record it? I did it at my producer, Will Macbeth's house. Okay. Uh, we recorded in his closet, which is great. I nice. had a lot of fun. So, yeah. That's awesome. So you're you're pretty young. You're only like, what, 20, 21? I'm 20. 20? I feel old. Because I, I was reading about your past and that you got uh, kind of big when you were like 15 years old. You came out with that song with uh, Jacob Whitesides. Yep. 
And you, how how did that come about as far as like getting into Radio Disney and all the all the outlets that way? Did yeah. So I put out my first thing when I was fifteen with Jacob, and I kind of come to Nashville and just happened to reach out to. I had been a big fan of Jacob Whitesides, and I knew at fifteen, like me releasing something on my own, like would get three streams. So I we actually reached out to to Jacob's team, and he actually like I had written masterpiece, and I was like, I think this would be a great song for you, like to hop on if you're down for it. And he actually said yes, which was crazy. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it was like super super kind of him to do that um and so i got a lot of like reactions from his fans from that and that really helped kind of like launch things for me um and then i what with radio disney i think i went out there like to just play some songs for for disney itself when i was like i think i just turned 16 Mm -hmm. and they ended up putting uh my song ready on the radio which went to number one there and that was really cool and then i had a a few songs with them over the years that were on their, their radio station. Um, and so that's kind of what I did up until I was like 18. And then I put out that song with Rehab, which kind of was fun as yeah, well. Yeah, I saw so. that that song got like on the Billboard charts and everything. Yeah. Like top 15 or whatever. That was crazy. That was absolutely um, crazy. Because I don't know. I think Rehab has like, you know, over like 10 million uh, Spotify listeners yeah, every probably. month or whatever. But yeah. I mean, he's big. Um, so... I want to know, how did you get to Nashville, obviously, or have you been here all your life, or where did you grow up? I'm originally from Mississippi, okay. uh, so it's like my live about six hours away, actually, uh-huh. uh, and I hated school with a passion. I hated, like, just, I didn't fit in. I didn't really have any friends. I was, like, a total loser, and so for my 13th birthday, I had always been into songwriting. I always knew I wanted to be a musician. I asked my parents to take me to Nashville to play, like, the five songs I'd written at, like, the open mic nights. Uh-huh. So on my 13th birthday, that's what we did. I played, like, the Bluebird and all the things like that. Oh, wow. And I just, like, fell in love with it. And so uh, I told my parents, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm moving here. So we, I came back to Nashville about once a month up until I was 17. Okay. And I moved there, uh, here. I moved here when I was 17. When you were 17? Mm-hmm. By, by yourself? By myself. I graduated high school early. Oh, and- and I moved here by myself, which I don't know why my parents let me do that, but I'm grateful <laughs> for it. So So did you live with roommates or did you just live by yourself? I lived by myself, oh which my was gosh. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really dumb. I don't know. It was very dangerous, I think, actually, at the time. Well, I had no driving experience. Like, I just got my license. And so I, it was something. I was listening to your album today and what, what picked up. Uh, about the driving, you said, I'm a terrible driver yes. in one of your songs. Yes. I relate to that too, because I just uh, ended up hitting a median, um, no. you know, and busted my tire. So I'm, no. not, I'm, not, I'm not a That's good driver. That's awful. <laughs> That's terrible. Have you ever hit like a mailbox or something? I haven't. Um, I've never hit a mailbox, but I've hit multiple cars before. Oh yeah? Yeah. Have you ever been to the Belmont parking garage? Oh, yes. I went to Belmont. There you go. Mm-hmm. So that's where most of the, I think, accidents yeah. have occurred for me. I actually... Uh, I got a, so funny, I said that I just busted my tire. The other time that I busted my tire, you know that you're coming on Wedgwood and then like there's that street, they built so much new buildings, um, but there's like the new building right in the front of uh, the campus. Yeah. And so like that street is really busy. And as I was like whizzing past, I wanted to hit the, hit the corner real quick. And so I hit it too hard and I busted my tire. Why? And in, in the one of the parking garages at Belmont, I was trying to change my tire with my with my old roommate. Oh my god! And he was like, "Oh yeah, I can help you. I know how to do it." And ended up just like smashing my car, uh, like from the from the jack, yeah. like jacking it up, and then just like smashed down on the ground. And I was like, "I thought you knew how to change." Jesus, your tire. <laughs> no, that's awful. What was your major at Belmont? Uh, music business. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you go there? I'm still kind of going there. I have 13 credit hours, and nice. I've been going there since I was. 
I went there. I started going there when I was 17. So I'm taking like two classes a semester max. And you're going for music business? Uh, I'm never going to graduate is the thing. I'm planning on dropping out. Actually, I think like next year. I really went to learn like audio engineering like as a minor kind uh-huh. of. Um, and then I also wanted to meet people there because I thought it was important to like still go to college kind of a little bit. Or else I would have no friends. I think um, that's really smart though because yeah. I, I feel like the experience at Belmont was was more than actually the... The classes. Education yeah, classes and it stuff. it is. It definitely is. And like, just like the networking you can do yeah. there is great too. So do you go to the, uh, <clears throat> what do they call it? Um, what did they call that? Com- combos? The combos oh, that you the have combo, to go to? The combos, yeah. The combo yeah. credit? Yeah. I haven't gone to those in so long because I went a lot freshman year, um, but I haven't been in forever. I mean, some of them are really fun in the, like when they have like the Massey uh, mm-hmm. performance center where they have artists come in and talk to people like yeah. some of those credits are actually fun to go oh, to. oh yeah like they had conan gray come one time which oh, was really? super cool yeah like they've had some really great people come um and i try to go to the cool ones but yeah, yeah. i i think i don't know who was they had like some american idol people they had amy grant yeah um amy grant was like giving away money when she came she was like whose birthday is it? And there was like four people that raised their hands and she's like, well, I have, I have a hundred dollars in my pocket. I'm going to give uh, $25 to each of you. And oh my God. she just like gave money out. And she I was, was like, just like, well, here you guys. <laughs> <here's some laughs> <That's money."> hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was really sweet of her. That but... is really sweet of her. I am surprised like only four, they were like that truthful about their birthday. Oh, I know. So only four people, <laughs> yeah. It's my birthday too. It's my birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you, when you actually, you say you have 13 credit hours, do you, are you only signed up for like a couple classes or? Yeah, I take like two max kind of every semester just in between doing other stuff. Right now I'm taking intro to social media analysis, which is actually funny because my teacher has actually like worked with companies I've worked with before. And she's like, are you Caroline? I was like, yeah. And I was like, sorry about, sorry, I'm in your class. Um, And then I'm taking uh, music industry contract law. Which okay. I already took contract law, so this is just kind of more music industry stuff. Which so is now fun. you can be uh, brush up on your music contracts. Yeah, and now I can know what I'm signing. I always just like call my dad whenever I have to sign stuff, and he's like, "It's fine." And so <laughs> I feel like it's probably good for me to have some grasp. On, yeah, yeah. So I want to know how you got your start in like songwriting because you know this this whole album is, I don't know. You said people people relate to it. I can definitely relate to a lot of the songs and um, what you know, started your, your passion for like writing. Do you, did you write all the songs on, on this album? Yeah, I did co-write, um, half of them with my friends, Michael and Chucky Iolo in town. They okay. helped me co-write a uh, half of them, but the rest I wrote by myself. Um, and I started, I started writing when I was in middle school, I would go home and like journal at the end of the day, kind of what went down. Cause like middle school was just, I don't know about you, but it was hell for me. I hated mm-hmm. middle school and I had already been a big fan of Taylor Swift and I had already been very well aware of songwriting that it's something I wanted to do. But, uh, before I really like started applying music to it, I would just write about my day. And then once I started playing guitar, I'd kind of put that to, mm-hmm. to music. And I think that's just kind of my method of songwriting is basically just like a very narrative storytelling situation. I don't like to use a lot of structure, which hurts me sometimes, but that's how I got into it. And it's just the most therapeutic thing for me. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up one lyric that I kind of laughed at myself, like falling in love with somebody that I know nothing about. And I feel like, boom, I do that. Absolutely. <laughs> that is one of my favorite, favorite lyrics because I find it's just so true. Because so like social media, you know, you get down that rabbit hole of being like, oh my gosh, this person is so attractive. And, yeah. Um, but you know nothing about them. Exactly. Or and, like, you know, the whole thing about parasocial relationships, like 
you fall in love with celebrities all the uh-huh. time. Like, I'm convinced, and this sounds terrible, I'm convinced that I am in love with Josh Kiska from Greta Van Fleet and Bo Burnham. Like, I'm separately, oh, I feel like okay. I'm, but I feel like if I ever met them, I would absolutely not be in love with them. Um, well, they live here now, the Greta Van Fleet guys. They do. do. Yeah. And I, literally my whole TikTok account is not me promoting my music. It's just me trying to get Josh Kiska. I DM him. I DM him the album, like, constantly. <laughs> Did he respond to it? No, but someone who lives in town who knows him was like, I'm sending this to him. Like he's going to think it's hilarious. I never heard back. Oh man. Well, maybe you'll run into him. Maybe one day, Josh, if you're out there. Yeah. So. Josh, you know, <laughs> come on the podcast too. Come you know, on while, down. While yeah. It. Um, I actually ran into a funny story, uh, D's lounge, uh, like in Madison. Yeah. And, um, I can't remember who was playing. My friend invited me out. And so I was in line and there was like this huge line uh-huh. and I was like to the front of the line. And these three dudes came up and, Basically, just like, it's like, hey, we, we got to get in. Yeah. Like they didn't, they skipped the line. Yeah. And I was like, that's the Greta Van Fleet guys. <gasps> so, so I said to him, like I had seen them at Municipal Auditorium, like mm-hmm. maybe a few weeks back. I was like, hey, I really enjoyed that show that you guys played at Municipal. Yeah. And they they kind of looked and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks. And then just went inside. But um, maybe they, crazy. they thought it was interesting that I recognized him. But I I have a thing with like faces. Yeah. Um, whenever I see like a face, I can instantly like recognize that's, who they are. That's a talent, especially yeah. in this industry. It's good to be yeah. able to do that. There's so many times. Are you, I, are you not like that? I'm very, I think I'm so anxious about what I'm going to say or like what I'm doing wrong in the current situation that I don't take enough time to like register what's going on around uh-huh. me. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of something I have to work on. But <laughs> do you think it was the brothers or do you think it was, was um, the drummer? So I'm trying to remember who it was because it was, I think they were like, they're not that old. They're like 21, 22. Some of them, they're the twins and then Sam is their older brother and then Danny the drummer is the only non-Kizka. So I think it was the brothers because they were they looked exactly like yeah that's awesome and then it was not the younger one so I think it was just those two okay yeah yeah shit I need to turn twenty one so I can like <laughs> go out and see them places because I hear that all the time yeah but that's upsetting well just get a fake ID I'm trying literally I am I had a lawyer told me I need to get a fake ID like a in order because I can't that? play a lot of shows here oh yeah because I'm not twenty one um I'm actively trying I did get scammed out of some money trying to get one one time from the student at a party oh man so sorry mom. Dang. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time. I've only got like six months though. So. Oh, so yeah. you you should probably just wait then. Yeah. Yeah. So what what venues have you played in town? Uh, I played the Analog uh, the day the album came out. I've played Basement. I've played um, Mercy. Okay. Uh, what's the one attached to Mercy? Have you played um, High Watt? High Watt. High Watt. Yeah, I played yeah. High Watt. Um, I love the high watt. It's um, great. Is it's it, just like a small kind of intimate room. It is. It's yeah. really great. Um, isn't it closing? Yeah. That's so upsetting. I've mentioned it on a couple previous pod- podcasts ever, you know, ever since they announced they were closing, I was like, no, because that's my favorite venue, yeah. like high watt and mercy lounge is kind of eh for me. It's, I don't know. The yeah. sound, the sound is not always that great. Um, but cannery, I love cannery mm-hmm. too. I am surprised it's closing. Cause I feel like every show that goes on the high watt is always like consistently a great show mm-hmm. and there's always a great crowd mm-hmm. I feel like so I don't know so what's your favorite venue in town to not perform but maybe just watch a just show? watch yeah. I mean mm, that's hard I don't I don't get to go to a lot of shows because... have you been to the have you been to the Ryman 
Oh yeah, I watched. No, okay. I actually went the other in January. I saw Young Blood there, which was oh a weird... nice. I did too. I was what? at that show. You yeah. were there? Okay. Did you see Palais Royale and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It so, was good. So, um, not to make it about me, but when I was sitting there, the girlfriend of the guitarist from Palais Royale yeah. was like, came out of the. I was like in the front row of the balcony, uh-huh. but it was like right by the door where the you know people come out of backstage yeah. or whatever. And she was like, she was there. And then a bodyguard or like this bodyguard looking dude was standing like directly in front of my seat. And I was like, excuse me, yeah. I'm trying to watch the show. Yeah. Um, but the, it, it, the guitarist like kept blowing kisses to his girlfriend. <laughs> oh God. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> was the guy with the big hair? I follow him on Instagram. Is that it was. Uh, or one of the brothers. So. Because they're also the, brothers. He was like a, he had dark hair, skinny guy. I, I had, uh-huh. I had not, never heard of that band before. Yeah. So I don't know anything about him. But yeah. it was the it was the guy to the like if you're looking at the stage he uh, was performing to the left. Okay, so it's yeah. not he actually is like I think he's one of the brothers because they are a brother uh, band too. Oh, they're brothers. Except okay. for the guy with the really big long hair, he is like a guitarist who plays with a bunch of different people. Oh, gotcha. In LA and stuff. Young Blood is so crazy. I saw him. Let me tell you, I think the Ryman. Have you ever seen him besides the Ryman? Yeah, I saw him at um, Music Midtown in Atlanta at a oh, festival. Oh shit! Okay, it was so, like, didn't you think the Ryman was kind of an odd venue for him? You couldn't like mosh Definitely. or like do and anything cool. The pews, like you can't really stand up and walk. No, around. No, exactly. So I think that hurt him. I think it could have been a much more energetic show. Yeah. Had it been. I saw him at Marathon, and that was really, really great in 2019. Oh, nice. But yeah. Oh, but I guess I didn't let you answer your question, like your favorite venue to watch. I don't honestly really know. Sure. I mean, I love the Ryman. I love Marathon. I love Analog because it's just like a very chill vibe. You just kind of get to say. It just depends on, I think, the artist. Yeah. I'm not sure. So who's your favorite, um, like, artist right now in, you know, whatever genre? My favorite artist, I think, consistently has been Noah Kahan. I don't know if you're aware of him. Oh, yeah. Did you see him at Brooklyn Bowl? He no, I've never, I've never seen him before, but I've, I've listened to his stuff. Jesus. I am addicted to his lyrics yeah. and I, he is like my artist that I think, you know, there's like that one artist that everyone has that they've said what's in your brain that you didn't think anyone else would be able to articulate that uh-huh. you, you can't articulate. He's that person for me. Um, and it's, I just am really in love with his songwriting. So I've tried, I've reached out to him so many times too. And he'll like respond to my Instagram DMs and stuff and be like, thanks for listening, Caroline. Like, and he followed me, I think out of pity, but oh, that's other, cool. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> and you've seen, you've seen him multiple times like live. I've only seen him once live. I saw oh, him at okay. Brooklyn bowl in, um, November last year. So what's your opinion of Brooklyn bowl? Because that's a venue that I've only been to a couple of times. Well, it's pretty new, but it is. I um, liked it. The odd thing was they allowed the bowling to continue on while, oh, yeah. while he was playing. And there's this like really sad, tragic song about a friend who's passed away that he sings and someone bowled a strike, like right as that and happened. Like, and yeah. he stopped, he stopped. He was like, guys, like I'm literally singing about my dead friend. Oh, my Can you gosh. not like bowl? But, um, I liked it. I think it was a interesting venue. Um, I know it doesn't have like a lot of history to it, which I think is like important to some people, but I, I had fun. So. But that's funny you say that though, because if you do have like a quieter, you know, acoustic artist mm-hmm. and people are bowling, you're not going to be able to like. Exactly. And there well. were people, I just don't think I could continue bowling after yeah, that, yeah. but they did. <laughs> they did. Um, I saw Jeremy Zucker there. You, you, you oh like him? Yeah. I love Jeremy Zucker. Yeah. I just found out about him through like Chelsea Cutler because they were doing like the oh, couple yeah. albums together, but he was really good. He's I liked great. Him. Yeah. I've loved him since all the kids were depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool. really good. Um, and then I just saw Nightly. Have you ever heard of? Them? Oh yeah, Nightly. I saw them at a pumpkin patch one time, and I recognized them, and I think that they were excited about that. Oh really? But yeah. <laughs> yeah like, a pumpkin patch. Tell yes. me about that. What's that? It was the pumpkin patch. Um, 
buy on Whitebridge. You know, oh. like they sometimes have it in the, and it's like Christmas trees. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there with my uh, mom, actually, and we were getting pumpkins, and this was in 2020, I think, and I saw these three guys. They were all wearing black, and I followed them on Instagram, so I was like, I think that's nightly. And I just kind of like walked past and I was like, are you guys nightly? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, cool. <laughs> so they're just buying pumpkins with their girlfriends. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have them on the show, but I've been a fan of them for a while. They're great. Yeah. They're great. They're killing it. Um, so what's next with you as far as, you know, COVID's kind of, you know, lifting up a little bit with like, mm-hmm. you know, shows, do you have any, uh, you know, shows planned or I'm trying, I'm yeah. actively like trying to get as many shows planned as I can. I'm reaching out to like, I'm looking into like festivals that are going on, uh-huh. trying to get on like a tour as an opener or something. It's been a big goal of mine. I love performing. I think it's like a very, it's one of my favorite things. And I write songs with the idea of how they'll be performed kind of when I'm writing them. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely what I'm hoping is going to happen, but we haven't had a ton of success with that. So with, um, you know, your business venture and everything, do you do most of it yourself? Like as far as like reaching out through email and booking and stuff like that? Or do you have I, if I team? find something, I'll, I'll reach out. Um, and it, I try to do a ton of reach out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a publicist and I have like a social media team and management team um, that I that helped me with that. Do so. they do they tell you what you can and can't post on TikTok? They give me suggestions <laughs> and they tell me to post on TikTok and they yeah. tell me you need to promote your music, not just the the BS that you post on there. But <laughs> I am very I, I hate TikTok. Well, do you? Well, you have a ber- pretty big uh, Instagram following and you're verified. So yeah, and I, I got verified on TikTok, but I actually think that's hurting me a little bit. Oh really? All my comments are like, "Why are you verified?" And I just respond like, "I have no idea. Like, I'm absolutely nobody. <laughs> so don't listen to me. I don't know." No, you got to be like, "Yeah, I'm verified." No, I always just respond like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like you should use that to your advantage, like when messaging people too, like uh, the Greta Van Fleet guys. Yeah, I try like, to. Oh well, she, she's she's verified. Yeah. I tag them. They never never ever respond. Dang. Um, I know. Well, I'm trying to think. I haven't had any celebrity interactions on TikTok, I don't think. Really? Charlie XCX one time reposted a video I did oh, on her cool. story, but that was that's it. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I saw that you did like a Queen cover uh, not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. I'm a Queen is like one of my all-time inspirations. Freddie Mercury, like I have a ton of Freddie Shrine memorabilia in my house. Did you like the documentary? I loved it. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about it. I know some people were really up in arms about it. I really liked it. it. I loved it. Yeah. It's actually one movie that I'll only watch once because oh, okay. I had such a like great feeling when i watched it that i just don't ever want to like pick it apart again so if it's on tv i'll turn it off because i'm like no i can't watch it again yeah i I want to break free i just love the theatrics of of it i love the vision and i like to bring a lot of those like old school rock elements um but also they were just so there's no other sound like it they were queen you know and Mm -hmm. so that's something that's very inspirational to me so i really wanted to at least you know get to perform one time kind of that's so cool so um you know you just put out this album. Uh, do you have plans like in the works of putting out another one? Like, are you writing for another one right now? Yeah. I mean, like I already had to narrow that first album down so much. I'm already working on the next one. I already know what it's going to be. That's and awesome. I'm probably going to put it out too soon, honestly. Cause I, it's not like I have a ton of people waiting for me to put out an album. I don't have anybody, but I mean, like I, I want to do it. And so that's what I'm doing. And well, I write like, I don't know, three songs a week, I feel like. So oh, wow. I Well, I like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I like when people put out a lot of music. The more content, the better for me. So, like, yeah. you know, when Taylor Swift just put out those two albums, like, oh, yeah. right back to back, I yeah. was like, I'm, Hell yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, 
Well, thanks. Thanks so much for chatting with me today. And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of want to hear like another live tune. You want to play another one? Yeah, I'll play another one. Another sad one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get my uh, tissues ready. Amazing. That's the whole album. It's just sad. <laughs> well, so. <laughs> what's this one going to be? Perhaps it's mine. It's about how I feel like every time I actually try in a relationship, that's when things go south, you know? All right, cool. Well, thanks, Caroline. Thanks we'll for see having you around. me. Yeah. yeah. I've learned that trying makes it worse. Remember how it's your me. It's not in my nature to let things be. Our first with the string to lead unravels the tapestry. I work like I breathe And I breathe like I run I will fall apart If I can't get things done And the more I gave The more you left So I'll spin my wheels to get you back so is it your fault or perhaps it's mine maybe you would stay if i never tried But still I dig my heels into the snow You're the only one I can't live to let go So is it your fault or perhaps it's mine Maybe you would have stayed if I never tried Thank you.